This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG Cast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the MFG Cast. This is a Board Games Edition. I'm going to apologize ahead of time because we are both kind of getting rid of uh, upper respiratory cold right now. So if we sound a little sultry or a little sexier, that's why. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so. Um, or if our laughs are ridiculous. Yes. Or if you're like, ew, I apologize. <laughs> Yeah. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about strategy. So we decided that we wanted to pick a game, pick different strategies each time we played it, and then just kind of talk about like how those strategies turned out. I'm sure this has been done in, uh, in other podcasts and stuff like that, but this is it's something I've never heard of myself, so I thought it'd be fun for us to kind of focus on that. Well, and not just playing it like one time with a strategy, but multiple times. So we played four times mm-hmm. through a course of what? A week? Week. A couple yeah. weeks. Yep. Something like that. So Yeah. The game we decided to pick is Brew. This is a game designed by Steve O. Torres. Art by Jake Morrison and Andrew Thompson. Graphic design also by Steve O. Torres. And published by Pandasaurus Games. So for this challenge, we actually decided to pick a game that we've never played before that's in our collection. Yep. Um, Which is interesting because I thought when we first started this, or when we first thought of this idea, that I thought we'd pick something that we'd actually know before, because then we'd be more into knowing what the game is and then be able to think of a strategy going into it, but I... Or past strategies of when we played the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I I like the idea of going in kind of new, fresh face into a game and then trying to play it and see what happens kind of thing. Yeah, I liked that too. Yeah. Um, I think just like you said, starting fresh. Um, what do we want to do? Not being familiar with it and both starting with an absolutely clean slate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to do like a literally like super quick overview of what this game is about just to kind of say like, Hey, this is what the, how this game plays. I'm not going to go into major detail of, of it because you could look that up anywhere else, but basically, uh, brew is about, um, this world that is facing all the seasons at once and you are magic, uh, users or potion makers that are trying to reset the balance of this little world that you're in and you do this through potions you use this by you do this by uh, training creatures you also do this by balancing the different seasons using dice this is kind of a dice placement or they call it worker placement but as the dice being dice placement but it's also kind of area control too 
Mm-hmm. So you're there's different strategies on you know how to win on how to win the game. So like I said, there's those potions that you use. They have victory points on them. The creatures they have victory points on them. But also if you release those creatures by having the same season or the same uh, area that has that season on it, which is a certain color and uh, um, icon, then at the end of the game, if those creatures are released, then you would get more points because of that. And then you get points on the forest, forest cards. For, you know, and they're all different point values, like from like three to eight or something like that. Yep. And then you also get victory points through like some of the creatures will give you points based on a certain abilities and stuff like that. Your magic users, you can use no ability or you can flip their cards and have a special ability of their own. And like I said, there's just different ways of getting victory points in this game. And then again, whoever has the highest points at the end of the, depending upon how many players you have, when we played two players, there was only four rounds. Um, then whoever has the most points at the end of the round wins. End of those rounds wins. So yeah. So how that do was we, that was the game in a nutshell. It was. It was the game in a nutshell. I was. You know, I didn't go into. I think that was like enough. brew in a minute. <laughs> nice, brew in a minute. Nice. I could go for some brew in a minute. Mm-hmm. True that. So how do we want to start talking about our strategies? This is something we wouldn't want to just talk about. You know, just you can just throw out one of yours. I can throw out one of mine. Do we want to talk about what happened during one of the games specifically? How do we want to start that? Well, I think we can talk about, kind of talk about our first game and how we we decided for our first play of this game, and they recommended it in the game too, is that these users or these people, what are they called? I think they're called, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. the cunning mystics of the forest. Okay, the cunning mystics of the forest. Mm-hmm. They... Um, the first thing that we did was we chose not to use their powers. And that's a recommendation, too, with this first play of this game. So I don't know whether or not that made a difference, but we chose not to. We both chose not to use powers. It didn't make sense for one of us to use powers and the other one not to use powers. So that's kind of what I think we should say first is that... So we we just had basic people, and really what that meant was that we used their colored, the colors of their dye, and that was really all the purpose that they served. Yeah. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, you got a name, you got a color. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yep. And then maybe we can just step in, and and it will kind of evolve as we're talking. Mm-hmm. So, in the first game. I made, you know, playing the first game, you have to read all the directions. Oh, yeah. And you refer back to directions because you want to make sure you're not missing something or, you know, what did this mean again or whatever. Well, I'm a ding-dong, and I didn't realize that the forests, which Kurt had talked about in this game, have, you know, different seasons on them. And that's great. And that's what I was paying attention to. I didn't pay attention to the fact that they have values on them. So you score the forests based on values at the end of the game from three to eight, mm-hmm. which is kind of what you talked about before. Mm-hmm. So I was collecting forests based on seasons and 
pairing them with creatures and not on values Mm -hmm. at all. And you were just banking. You were picking up on values, weren't you? I I was. Well, at least I noticed as much. Yeah. I had no idea until the end of the game. And then I was like, well, I'm out. Like... Yeah. Uh, well, what I was trying to do at the uh, as a strategy, as a mental strategy at the beginning, which I normally don't do when I'm playing my first play of a game, usually I kind of go with the flow. I decided that I specifically wanted to go just simply for those forests. And I distinctly remember that you were, even though you weren't really paying attention to those valleys at the top, you kept going and taking the things that I wanted as far as the forest went. So it really changed my strategy right from the beginning. See, and I I didn't realize that, but it might have been because you placed and then I placed and then I wanted to get mm-hmm. my forest back. Yeah. But I was really doing it because I wanted to pair the creature with the forest, meaning whatever whatever season and forest the creature belonged in, if you paired them up, you got three points. If you had the creature solo without a forest, then you score one. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was trying to do, mm-hmm. not realizing that the forests were worth points yeah. at the end of the game. Which is funny because I was, in an indirect way, I was kind of doing almost the exact thing as you were. Because I, at first, was going strictly for forest. But then because you were kind of getting some of the forest that I wanted, I decided that... Once I got the forest, even though even if they were smaller values, I was gonna pair up the creatures with them, so then I could make sure that I got more points matching up those creatures with those collected forests. So even if I collected a forest that was say a point worth four points, if I matched a creature up with that instead of getting five points, I was getting seven points. So it got me a couple more points that way. Right. So yeah, so I think it's kind of funny that it ended up. We both had kind of similar strategies, but not in the same way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I was so mad. Yeah, because then when we were counting up all the points at the end of the game, like, uh, was that the one where I scored the most points, or was that... Mm. I can't remember at the at the moment. Like, overall in all of our plays? Yeah, well, and, and the only reason why I want to reference that is because... Because you want to break? No. Oh. It's because you not knowing the that each force has a value that that could be one of the reasons why it might have been a lopsided victory if that was how it shaked out. Um, I'm just looking on BG stats just to see. No, it actually was really close. Well, not, well, I don't know if you consider it really close or not. 10 points. Yeah. That wasn't even your highest score. No. So 65 to 55. So technically it wasn't even that I didn't even beat you by that much, really, in the scheme of things. Because if I remember correctly, I think I ended up banking a lot of forest with creatures and maybe some potion cards because you score victory points off those Yeah. too. I think, yeah, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. So that was our first play mm-hmm. of that. And then I did not forget that points were part of our play and part of the play, excuse me, on and the forest so then we had our second play which was a couple of days later Mm -hmm. and why don't you talk first sure so this one i actually i it's weird because this is gonna seem like it's the same thing again but i specifically went to match my forest or those season cards or whatever you want to call it with the creatures to maximize 
my points. So I wanted to get Max Max Forest or whatever those are called. I, I can't remember. It seems like that's wrong. Okay, it's forest. Yep. Okay. I wanted to get maximum pointage on the forest with the maximum creatures with having them being uh, released or whatever just because I wanted to see how many points I could get that way. Yeah. Uh, one thing that that kind of slowed me down, again, because I think that's a major part of the game and now you became more aware of the point values on those, is that I was kind of, now we were kind of more of in a fight of jostling for those. So I actually went the route of take, using potions to help me try to get those forests instead that way, instead of using simply the dice and my player order to get those things. Yeah, I remember you doing that. Also in this one, we chose to use the um, powers of the people. Because <laughs> I can't remember what they're called. Powers of the... Powers of our... Cunning mystics. Cunning mystics. I will never remember that. No, I never do either. And so I think we ended up using changing up our mystics um, so we weren't always using the same people. So they had the same powers all the time. But we began using those, so if they were beneficial, we would incorporate those too. But for me, I, of course, was more focused on the value of the forest now, so I paid attention to that and still tried to pair them with creatures. But I think on this round, I also um, was trying to collect um, values and potions. And so in order to collect potions, you have to use some of the dice that you shake and put them on the forest to forage or forage um, resources Mm -hmm. to buy these potions to brew them and to um, collect these cards Mm -hmm. that have potions which have abilities so like abilities of like being able to re-roll your dice or move any of the any die that's placed on any of the forests to other forests. So whether it's a benefit to you or whether you're screwing up the other player or players that you're playing with. So these cards are beneficial, but they also have point values and the point values are obviously higher if it's more resources to use to collect these potions. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did in this one. This was my lowest scoring game. I didn't even score 50 points. Yeah. I scored 49. You scored 62. So that is still lower mm-hmm. than your last game. Yeah. So I scored like six lower, which I, if I remember correctly, I was mad because I now knew about the amounts of the forest, but I tried this strategy. But again, if you throw in the fact that you're rolling dice to be able to forage and forests and all these kinds of things, it's all about the luck of the roll. Mm-hmm. And I was rolling a lot of the same dice. Yeah. Or you would take where I wanted to go or, you know, that kind of thing too. So that sucks. Yeah. And one of the things that I think is, I, I don't know, somewhat lacking in this game is that some of the potions don't, there's not enough abilities. Variability. Variability on the, potion cards themselves to help manipulate the dice to help you succeed more yeah they're because they're they're very similar there's only like six i think maybe six different types or something so there isn't variety Mm -hmm. yeah exactly 
So that's kind of how that second play kind of shored up. Yeah. Um, it was more of a, a more of a victory as far as between me and you, but we both scored lower in that second play. Yes. Yeah, and you scored definitely scored more than me, but the experience was just different with us adding the ability of the characters and all that kind of thing and the luck of the role. Yeah. Our next play, unless you had anything to add to that I, one. I did not. Next play was that Sunday. So we had some days in between. We had some stuff going on. Mm-hmm. We played that Sunday. Oh, man. <laughs> you want to start? Uh, sure. What did you do? Sure. So I tried something completely different. So I what I wanted to do is I wanted to grab as many creatures as possible just to kind of see how many creatures I could get at once. And then I tried this other ability, which is called Scorching. So what you can do in the game is you can use the Scorch ability, which means that if you have a card or if you have an element dice, which is something we never talked about in this game, you can Scorch certain parts of certain things. So you've got those forest cards. If you have a Scorch die that has this red, like, fire-looking symbol. You can put it on an area, and that burns the area, and it basically helps um, kind of negate the other player from placing their die on the forest and claiming that card instead of you. Another way you can do it is that there is this village board. Another thing we never talked about, there's a village board where it's kind of like that worker placement, they call it. You put your die on the board. You can use a forged die or an element die, and then it has a special thing on there. So, like, one of them is, like, train a creature. One of them is grab Collecting a, resources. Ele- yeah, cr- yeah. Grab, yeah. And then, like, each different element has a certain ability. Like, the wind one, I think, depending upon... Then it's a night and day on the village board, so it depends upon where it is. So, like, one of them for the wind is, like train a creature and grab a berry, which a berry is like a wild resource. Uh, the water one is like, well, I think one of them was like you can grab one, you can grab three different resources and they're labeled on the thing. You can get three of those at one time. The one... Uh, but if you put that wind resource in a forest, then you can collect two of the resource instead of one. That's the water one, not the wind one. Oh, I lied. <laughs> you Never mind. Fire ones is that if you put it on the fire the middle part of the fire or the village board, it says that you can scorch all unplaced spots on that forest card. So basically, you can place a couple of your dice on that forest card that you like and then scorch the rest of the earth so you can claim that forest for your own. So I thought as a strategy, it'd be kind of fun to get as many creatures as I can, scorch the earth on some of those cards so you couldn't collect them. But I think one of the main things about this game is that if you are not collecting those forests, then that's a big part of your points and you're going to lose the game. And I lost big time. Yes. So in this one, again, we played with the, gosh darn it, those people. The cunning... I almost call them cultists. Yes. The the cunning brewmasters. That's what I'm going to call them. Yes. Anyway... We played with those. Um, the ability of the one that I had was really good. You, What I could do is if I collected a resource berry and I, or if I had a, I think it was one berry, I could use that to basically take one of my dice and place it over the top of another one, which this made it intimidating in the forest because I could actually take my die 
and put it over the top of Kurt's. Mm -hmm. And so I basically took over his spot. So I was claiming Forrest, I believe, in this game that he thought he had or making him lose because we were tying. And then once you tie in a forest for the number of dice that you have, nobody wins. Um, So I was... I was manipulating it that way. I feel like I was really like using my person to its advantage. Um, I was also pulling a lot of potions on this one too. Besides, of course, the po- the forest that Kurt was talking about that you always have to focus on. Um, but this one, I really focused on my my um, ability of my character because it was a good one yeah um and then like kurt said this one was quite an upset Mm -hmm. um this was my top score i think well this was the top score of the whole game Mm -hmm. or out of all of our plays i scored 86 Mm -hmm. and you scored 53 yeah which wasn't the lowest i scored both the lowest in all of our plays and the highest in all of our plays Mm -hmm. So, but again, goes back to the luck of the rolls. Mm-hmm. I rolled really good too and was able to um, manipulate things. Yeah. So it's all about like using those things to your advantage. Yeah. And I think that uh, is, is, as much as I, I feel bad saying this, I feel like it kind of, the way I played it, and again, it might be just the way I played it, but it almost feels like it, it brought out a flaw in the game. Like, you can't just focus on, like, one side of the game and just be like, well, I'm just going to get points this one way. Like, I think you really have to worry about the forest, the potions, and the creatures to get an overall great score. You can't just focus on one or two things themselves. Right. Otherwise, you're going to get left in the dust. I agree. But then, with that being said, you have to be able to have them pair nicely together so that they play well together. Yeah. So that you can use your dice rolls to collect the forests, which collect the resources, which brew potions, which the characters earn you points, but pair with the forests, which... You mean the creatures? Er, what did I say? You said characters. characters. Yep, yeah, creatures yeah. pair with the forests, <laughs> Like, everything just has to be in harmony. Yes. I feel like. Yes, for sure. So, that was that was our third play. And then we actually played one... Uh, oh, we didn't play for a week. Oh, wow. I would, thought it, we, we played twice. Mm-hmm. We didn't play for a week. Gotcha. But we had no heat in our house. Yeah. So, maybe that's why we have colds. Yes. But we had no heat in our house, and I think we were probably just, like, humdrum crabby... <laughs> We were. Yeah. Um, so we played a week later, and this is our last play. To be honest with you, this was our last play of it, and I went in it with absolutely no... I just went in it to play. I didn't go in with any strategy. We played um, our characters with their abilities. The ability for my character was not to my benefit. My roles were horrible. Like, really, I was struggling to make anything really work out for me on this game. Um, But I did the best that I could and what I could do to screw you up. Mm -hmm. Because I, nothing was working for me. Yeah. 
So I was trying to scorch stuff. I was trying to manipulate and move your die. I was trying to tie on Forest so that neither one of us could get points because it just, it really wasn't working out very well. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's a strategy. Yeah. Just screw the other player. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when it comes to games like this where you can do that, like a lot of people commented, is, uh, I, I just wanted to look at some of the comments as far as like ratings go and stuff like that. A lot of people didn't like this game because that was too mean. It is kind of a mean game. Mm-hmm. But what was your, what was, before we talk about that, what was your strategy for this last play? That was my strategy. Just go yeah. with the flow. Yeah. That's exactly what I wrote. I ran out of ideas because I was like, well, I did this and I did that and I tried to do this and then I had to coincide these two things and whatever. And it was, but I think, and I, maybe we get into this now, like our thoughts on the game in general and trying this experiment out too mm-hmm. but before we do that this last gameplay ended in not, it wasn't close mm-hmm. kurt kicked my butt again which this whole thing was this unusual because usually we're a little bit closer like on our plays like this whole grand scheme of things i think i came away with one win yeah. And I and that was like a big win. Yeah. Otherwise you got me 79 to 56. So one thing that I I think I've noticed when we were playing this game is that and I think I've noticed this in general and we haven't played too many of these but when we play a game that's considered mean where you can block out other people and really screw people over for some reason I'm good at them. And it's not I'm not saying it as like ooh You you are. Um, no. Oh, no, okay. You, Gotcha. Oh, no, not being mean. You are good at them is yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. saying. You, Your face went, what? Uh, I was like, how dare you? No, no, I meant you're good at them. But, you know, I, I didn't, and I'm not mean it in a cocky way. I'm just mean it like for some reason my play style works with it, which is weird. I think, well, and I'm very analytical when I play, and I always like to have my next move ahead and stuff like that. And this one's okay for that, but for some reason... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But it, this one just really got underneath my skin because I was like, God, I can't even come close to scoring. But then, like, my score on this last game was 30 points difference from the one that I beat you in. Yeah. 30 points. Yeah. Yeah. But, again, like you said, like, if you're not rolling well. Yeah, we were rolling really crappy. Then you're not gonna you're not going to do well, you know? Well, and if you don't roll well, then you settle for putting your die somewhere you don't really care about. Mm -hmm. Like, when we didn't roll well, we put it on a space where we were collecting resources Mm -hmm. or something, when maybe that's not even what we wanted to do at that point. Yeah. So I think that, again, I feel like I'm doing this too much, but I'm going to do it anyway because I like like talking about it. But I think where the... Another flaw of this game is that if you're going to have a game that uses these dice and one in your big thing is you have to have the right dice to win this game. You have to have more dice, dice manipulation options out there. So if somebody like you or me doesn't roll well, we're not going to just put something and go, well, I guess I just do this. You know, you got to have an, an option to like do well eventually in the future or have it as a, like, oh, you know what? I, I don't really want to put my my die here but maybe i can just throw away my die right now and get like a random resource or 
I can get first player next turn or something like something to give me an advantage for yeah. later. Otherwise, you're just you just keep playing. Sorry, you just keep playing from behind, and then it's frustrating, and then you don't want to play the game anymore. Well, and that's that's what happened to. I I think that word or those words actually came out of my mouth at least. Well, no, at the end, at least at the end or towards the end of one of the games, I was like. Well, I can't do anything with this one. I guess I'm going to put it here. But I'm not going to collect the resource because it's not going to do me any good. Because at the end scoring, I'm not going to have enough resources to get points at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, ridiculous. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that was our. those were our playthroughs of that game and kind of our strategies that went into it. So what did we learn about doing so? <laughs> about doing so? yeah. That was an interesting way of saying that. Yeah, I have an interesting way of things. That's why I'm on the radio. Not the radio, but you know what I mean. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. I think we've kind of talked about this. I think this game needs a little bit more. You know, I think it needs more variability in, like, um, the potions. I think that even in the creatures, like, I feel like there wasn't as many creatures as there should have been. There should have been more there. Um, Maybe more variety in the creatures, because I felt like there were a lot of creatures, mm -hmm. but I think it was the same thing because they each had their own season. Yeah. 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 And I think that we've played dice games and we've liked them. I think this one, it kind of, for me, it kind of falls flat just because of the not having the variability in the creatures and the potions and stuff like that. So it's one of those that sometimes if you have terrible roles it you're kind of stuck and that and that doesn't i don't like getting stuck in a game especially if it's not my fault well and and variability or more options for the users that you can or the oh what are they again (laughs) the mystics the mystics i think having more options for those because i think this game plays up to four players but they only have four mystics to choose from and I've seen in the past other games where just because it plays four players doesn't mean they only have four um, players or characters you can choose from. Mm-hmm. They have multiples. So, you know, we are mixing them up with their powers and stuff, but like some of the powers didn't work for some of our plays or some of the, or we weren't the biggest fans of some of them. Mm-hmm. So it would have been nice to be able to pick from more than just those four. Yeah. So it would have, to even double it or something like that, mm-hmm. have a... Um, you could have, like, power cards, and then you could have multiple, you could have yeah. a bunch of those, and then you don't have to have, like, a special ability on the character itself. You could actually just have, like... Shuffle up the player powers and then deal two out and then someone could draw one. You know, the, yeah. those just, could be more. Just something mm-hmm. else because once you have this character, you may never play with their power because it doesn't work for you. Because all of the all of the characters all use these wild like these berries, which were wild, but a lot of them needed two berries. Well, they're hard to get because mm-hmm. you can't just go into a spot and collect a berry as a resource because it's wild. So yeah. you have to get it from somewhere. And so unless you can try to trigger getting it from somewhere else, you may just never even use that power. Yeah. And I get it. You don't want it to be overpowering, but like it would be nice to have 
more options. Yeah. Well, you to have a special power, it's got to be beneficial. Yes. You know, if you're playing a car, if you're playing a character and that special ability is not special, then why even have it? Yes. Yep. So, and it could be special in another game, for sure. like in another time that you've played it. But yes. now, now I kind of feel like we're reviewing this game, <laughs> which we are, because I feel like we played it so in well, kind of in depth because. Yeah. We played it back to back to back to back yes. so many times to make us, one, realize we don't really think we like this game. Mm-hmm. And two, maybe this was a good first attempt at trying out this new fandangled idea of playing games this way at least every once in a while to see whether or not we have strategies each time we play them and i had one more thought and my cold just sucked it up oh can i can i interrupt for a second maybe i would love you to do that sweet so i think we talked about this before and i said i really want to try attempt this concept on another game maybe one that we like one that we've actually played before and you said that it might be a thing where if we did that, we might not like the the other game that we're playing in this because of this strategy or because of this idea of the strategy. Yeah, strategies. I was kind of scared to do it. Yeah, but I I would like to disagree on that because I think like if we played like a game that we both love, like a Lords of Waterdeep or something like that, I think we could still attempt to do different strategies and it wouldn't take away the love of the game. Well, and I've kind of done that when I've played games with you before mm-hmm. that we've played multiple times where I've been like, I think this time I'm going to try to do that. Like I've I've sort of made an attempt to do that as the years go on to try to do that. So I think I think I just got nervous mm-hmm. when we were talking about because I was like, I don't want to hate a game that I really love mm-hmm. because, you know, because like no offense, but this this process left a bad taste in her mouth not the process but the game yeah and i and i think that's i think that's where you have to kind of keep in mind split them apart yeah it's not the concept that ruined the game it's the game that kind of ruined the game for us and it again i don't think that this is a terrible game i just don't think it's our kind of game because it's just weird because i i think what bugs me is i really wanted to like it yeah same here and, like, I had heard good things about it, but now you're talking about how you read about it, and you had heard some um, some mixed reviews about it. Correct. But I suppose every game has a mixed review. And, again, I have to remember that not every game is for me, and not every game is for everybody. That's right. And I don't like to be like, I didn't really like this game. Yes, yes, exactly. I'm one of those people. Yeah, and, it, again... It doesn't say that other people might not enjoy this. Right. It might. It might not be. Or it might be a thing that maybe in here in the future, maybe they come out with a small expansion and that corrects some of the things that happen with it. We might not be able to see that get to that point. But again, there's options. Again, we don't. On this podcast, we don't really we don't swear a ton when we're doing board game stuff, but we don't really like to shit on a game. Like that's just not what we do. If it's something that we like, we love it. If it's something that we don't like, well, you know, it's just not for us. And then we just kind of set it aside. So do you think because we chose to 
play this game in all these different avenues. Like, I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to, you know, these kinds of things. And we wham bam them so much in such a short period of time. Do you think that had any effect on how we feel about the game? I don't think so. Like we got burned out on it? I don't think so. I mean, I feel like I'm burned out on it, (laughs) but I'm not sure. I think you said I don't think so, and I'm not sure that I'd be burned out on something else necessarily. Yeah. I think, I suppose, I think I was just bored bored on the concept as a whole. Like there was nowhere else for me to go. Yeah. What else can I focus on? Yeah. Well, I I'll I'll pose this to you. So, out of the four games we played, I won three of them. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's why I don't want to play the, the game anymore. There's a couple of them I won handily. Hey, you're supposed to laugh at that. Uh, I mean, really? No. Well, I'm trying to explain. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sorry. Even in those. Hey, sorry, man. <laughs> sorry. It's fine. Even in those games where I beat you by a good amount, like I should have felt been like, you know what? That was great. I really did this well, blah, blah, blah. I kept thinking about all the things that I'm like, I really wish that there that this was tailored a little bit better. So like this was better and this was better and blah, blah, blah. Like it had nothing to do with like our concept of like why we did like our idea of the strategies and stuff like that. I just, I just, the, this game is just not something that just, it didn't bring me enough joy. Well, and sometimes I feel like, not all the time, but sometimes I feel like what makes a good game is the closeness in the scores, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know at the end who's going to win. Like, when you're tallying the points, it's like, oh, I totally thought I lost. And then you you come in with the win with two points or something like that. And, like, you just smoked me. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter how... which. I don't know. It just not unusual that you smoked me necessarily, but unusual that the spread of the points was insane. Yeah. And I'll even counter with I've played some games that I truly enjoy, like Azul and other things where I've been so far behind and even though I was disappointed, I still was okay with playing the game. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe it, I guess I just never noticed or now that we're tracking on a bg stats i notice more but like the difference in the points yes was just yeah crazy and it's hard not to be down on a game as well like from your aspect if you're losing it like if you like we again we played it four times and we didn't play it that like spread out it was more a couple weeks so like when you you know, lose three out of four games, it's kind of hard to not be like, you know what? I don't want to play this game anymore because I'm not winning it. Right. But then the game I did win, I had the highest score out of all four of the games. Yes. And, but you'd think I would be like, da-da-da-da, you know? But I really wasn't. Yeah. I didn't feel like, I mean, I felt relieved that I won a game, I suppose. But I wasn't like, sweet victory, baby Jesus, let's do this again. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's it definitely an interesting concept. I would recommend that you pick a game that, I don't know, that maybe you haven't played yet that you'd be interested in trying this with, that you've played before that you'd be interested in trying this concept with, and report back to us and let us know what you think. I think we'll do it with a game that we really enjoy and if we report back and say that now we don't like the game anymore, I'm going to just probably crawl in a closet. 
There'll be two episodes of this concept, and then it'll be thrown out the window. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That I don't would th- be really sad. I really don't think that's going to happen. But hey, who knows? Listen in for continuing episodes and see if we decide to do it again and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. But all I have to say for this one is thank you very much for listening and taking your time out. And until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this was the MFG Cast. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.